The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm very excited because I feel like it's been a long ass time since I've had a friend on the podcast. And it's funny, you'll hear Lily and I discuss like we're not friends as in like best friends who know everything about each other, but we know each other. We have been friendly since high school and we'll get into the whole thing. It's actually really funny. I have to do a disclaimer. So we kind of went back and forth. Lily was saying we talk about a WAP in this episode. So that is a warning to my in-laws and my parents. And we joked about how I have kind of a WAP. And Lily was like, you've told me you had a WAP a million times, but I need to clarify that post episode. I was like, did I really? And she was like, no, actually, you only told me once when we were at this wedding together. So guys, I am not going around telling everyone that I have a WAP. I mean, I don't know. You listen to this podcast. You tell me. I would love if someone could make a compilation of how many times I've said I had a WAP because now I'm very curious. I did not know I was running around with that information. Anyway, I love this episode. We got very real with each other and about subjects that are important. I think right now I'm trying to find a balance and I would love your opinion. Feel free to slide into my DMs. I'm trying to find a balance because half of our listeners are like me and, you know, married or settled down, maybe getting into that next stage of life, having kids. And then the other half of our listeners are single and, you know, maybe newly graduated. And it's hard to know kind of how to walk that line in terms of content. I want you guys to all feel seen and heard. And I know that the episodes on dating and early stage dating can be, you know, kind of redundant for the people who are married and trying to have kids. And I imagine the same as in the reverse, you know, these episodes about how kids change your marriage. Maybe you're not ready to hear about that stuff yet, you know? So if you have any ideas of how we can walk that line, please feel free. But I hope that we're doing a good job here and you can kind of pick and choose which episodes that you listen to, or maybe you listen to them all because you are the best person I know. And I love you. I have to tell you the craziest thing that happened to me the other day. I meant to tell you this weeks ago when it happened, but I had pre-recorded those solos in the beginning of the episode. So I'm going to tell you now, I got attacked in my own building, guys. It was absolutely insane. So there's this woman in my building and she's kind of like a Karen. I'm going to call her Karen just because I'm not going to say her real name. So let's call her Karen. She is just a bad person. I'm not even going to call her a bitch because that's like, you know, that can be a term of endearment. She's, she's not a good person. And I came home the other day on Halloween And she was yelling at our superintendent and he is a wonderful, sweet, sweet man. And she was yelling at him, berating him because our building didn't have like a Halloween system in place, which has nothing to do 
with the superintendent, like obviously, right? It doesn't even have anything to do with the super. It has to do with the board and the building and whatever. It's it's not his fault, right? And so she was yelling at him like, this is ridiculous. Every year I've been able to do this and now I can't do it. Like just yelling at him like, how dare you, whatever. And I w- did not want to you know, associate with her by any means. And so I walked into the elevator and I was about to close the door. And then I guess she had been, you know, she, she was done yelling. And so she turned to me and she was like, are you going to hold that? And I was like, Ugh. like, I don't even think I responded. I just held the elevator for her. And then she came in and then I purposely looked at my phone because I didn't want to look at her or interact with her because she was nasty and horrible vibes. Rode the elevator up, went to my floor, which is before her floor, got out, didn't say a word. Like fine interaction, except for the fact that I made a mental note, this woman's crazy. And I'm sure she was like, this person was rude to me because she, you know, didn't immediately hold the elevator and back me up for my Karen case, whatever. Anyway, so that happened on Halloween. Then that Sunday, I go to meet my girlfriends for brunch and I get in the elevator and sometimes my bag, because it's like a crossbody bag, is difficult to kind of place over my jacket, right? And so the elevator gets down to the lobby and I try, I like look in the mirror of the elevator and try to like finagle my crossbody bag to the right place. And I hear, it's like this TikTok, I hear this agitating, I hear this voice and she's like, are you going to get out? And I'm like, oh God, it must be Karen. And so I look and of course it's Karen and she's holding a bike. And I didn't realize anyone was there. And I wasn't in the elevator, by the way, for more than one second. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, and I get out and she, I'm like walking out of the elevator and she maneuvers her bike around and the back of her bike. And it's like a big ass bike. Like it might as well be a city bike because it was huge. Slams into my leg so hard. Mind you, this woman knows I'm very pregnant in like my third trimester. And this woman maneuvers the bike around. So it slams into my leg. Okay. My doorman's right there too. I'm like, ow, it was extremely painful. I not only say ow, but then I have to sit down in the lobby and like rub my leg instead of coming over like a normal person would and being like, Oh my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. She, all she says is sorry that I'm trying to think the exact wording. Hold on. I'm actually going to look it up because we wrote it in a letter. Okay. She goes, sorry, you got bumped. What? Psychotic. Okay. Then she goes up and I'm like fuming at this point. And I also am not about to like bitch her out because, you know, I've done too much therapy and DBT to know that there's no good that's going to come of that. So I call Steven and I tell him what happens. He's upstairs and I'm like, I am shaking. This is so scary. I need to go meet my friends for brunch. I'm going to be late. 
but I'm like sitting down, literally rubbing my knee. Like that was the most insane thing that's ever happened to me. And she clearly had a vendetta against me because I didn't back her up in being a Karen the other day. Like this woman is absolutely nuts. I'm like, Stephen, will you go down and talk to our doorman and get the story from him? Because, you know, I want to like, back up the fact that I'm not just like a crazy pregnant woman who's sensitive. I need you to talk to the doorman and get the facts. And then like, we have to complain about this woman to the board of the building. And so he's like, I'm on it. Like, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to brunch, whatever. So I leave and Steven comes down to talk to the doorman and guess who's already talking to the doorman, Karen. And she is there with a letter that she wrote to me apologizing and a serum. Okay. Like probably a serum of poison, some creepy brand I'd never heard of like a face serum. And Steve, and she's like, Oh, are you like Lindsay's husband? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. Like, you know, he's not, he's not going to start yelling at her either. Like, you know, we, we all know that that's not the way to handle things. So she goes up, he gets the real story from our doorman. And then Stephen writes this scathing letter to the board about her. I almost want to read it, but like I'm running out of time for this intro and I want you to hear Lily. And we sent it. And anyway, she's under investigation. I then was like, you know what? I like, you know, one of the doormen had told me that she has now bitched out like two thirds of the doorman staff. And there's this really sweet doorwoman that she bitched out. So I went to the doorwoman and I was like, you know, I heard Karen bitch you out. She attacked me on Sunday. Like, what's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. I got her information, looked her up, ready for this terrifying, terrifying thing, guys. She's a therapist and a quote unquote Buddhist. I'm sorry. When someone throws their spirituality in your face, you know, they're a fucking psycho. Anyway, vet your therapist, people. Do not go to just any kook on the street. That's why we have, we met at acme.com under resources, some vetted therapists, because people out there be crazy. It's like how people who do not have their life together become life coaches. You need to be alert out there so you don't get attacked by a Karen like I did. I needed to tell you that story and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode with Lily. I think you will. I hope that you feel like you're hanging out with friends and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I'm starting to put together a holiday gift guide and I have to say, if you're like, what do I get my friend who just had a baby or what do I get my grandma? Like she doesn't care about material things. This is what you get her. A skylight frame. You definitely know what skylight frames are. I personally had gotten the ad like tons of times and had always been like, should I get this? I just love when the picture changes. And you know what? That's exactly why I'm obsessed with it. I finally got it. They're working with the podcast. So it all just was meant to be. And instead of looking through your camera rolls and finding one photo that you put up, the Skylight Digital Picture Frame is a touchscreen photo frame where you can send photos straight from your phone or your computer and they appear in seconds on the screen. You can even 
preload photos before the box is opened. So if someone is like a grandma and they don't know how to do it, you can do it for them. It's the perfect gift for anyone. You're for new parents, for pictures of their kid, for grandparents, for, you know, a group gift for your friends and family, whatever it is, it's so easy to use. And it's really cute because you can send pictures to like your grandma's skylight and show her your trip to Africa as you're on the trip. Like she will be so grateful for this gift. Anyone would be. I'm obsessed with mine. And as a special limited time offer for our listeners, you can get $15 off of your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash Acme. To get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash Acme. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash Acme. $15 off skylightframe.com slash Acme. If you're dealing with postpartum or any type of emotion that you are struggling with, you don't have to struggle alone. And I know I talked about, you know, how some crazy people can be therapists, but I assure you that anyone that you will find on Talkspace has been vetted and is an incredible professional that can shift your perspective, help you with tools to cope in difficult times and really be a guiding light. Like the weather is getting colder. It's normal to have more depression, you know, seasonal depression, anxiety, whatever your issues are, whether they're relationship issues, Talkspace is a secure and private app where you can talk to your therapist whenever you want. So instead of, you know, having to go out of your way to make an appointment with a therapist, and then by the time you get to your appointment, you don't even know what to talk about. Talkspace is great because it's so convenient. You can have these virtual sessions. You can send your messages whenever you're feeling whatever way. So you don't have to wait for your next session. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash Acme. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Acme to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Acme. That's Talkspace com slash Acme. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with my dear friend and also founder, the founder of this WhatsApp group that has been giving me life during this pregnancy and the founder of this great Instagram account called Baby Rex. And just in general, a badass female founder, because this isn't even her first rodeo. Mm-mm. Please welcome my friend. I never say please welcome, but we're, we're going to welcome today, Lily. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're still in my phone as Lily Brines. Okay. Which is your maiden name. Maiden name. But now you're Lily Walla. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we've known each other for a long time ass time. I was thinking about it this morning in the shower. We have known each other for a really long time. So the first, like the first time you came into my like life or like my peripheral or whatever was when you were dating that guy. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew you. This was a guy. This is a guy. He's still around. Thank God. He's great. For for living and being alive. This was a guy that I think we all dated. You know, he was like, he was such a player. Mm-hmm. I, I never dated him like seriously. Your best friend did. My best friend did. She mm-hmm. was like his first girlfriend mm-hmm. kind of. 
And then I made out with him at one point, which like you're like anyone thinking is like, oh my God, you did that to your best friend. No, no, no. Like it was understood that like it was a rite of passage to make out with this guy. Yeah. So that's how like I first knew about you. What about like the reverse? So I had a much different experience with this one guy because I dated him for a few years and I first heard of you through your best friend that he dated before me. Now, what was happening while we were dating? I don't know. The more I know of this person, you know, the more I learn about this person, I don't know. But I think like we had something a little different. And then your best friend came back into the picture. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I remember at some point and Keep in mind, my memory is very blurry from yeah. this these times. They were dark, they were well, they weren't dark days. They, they weren't were dark days. days, but it was a long time ago. And I you also, and your little Spence skirt rolled up. Yeah, I also like obviously you know I'm sober now, so yeah. like I, everything's kind of a blur from the past for me. But mm. I do remember that I was supposed to not like you. Mm-hmm. You know when like your friend like you were like the other girl who was dating the guy. Mm-hmm. So I remember being like you know, being told I was supposed to not like you. So it's yeah. possible that like, that's why we never actually like were able to get yeah, to penetrate. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, you're around all the time. I've literally known you mm-hmm. since I'm 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Yet we're like, we don't even really know each other. We don't really. We went to one destination wedding together. We did. We went to, we could say her name because it's in in good graces. We went Great. to Jenna's wedding. Jenna's Shout wedding. Out. It was amazing. Um, it was so fun. I... Was with a boyfriend at the time, but he was like, I remember I was in the room. You were shitting on Botox at that wedding. Oh, I was a Botox hater because I hadn't gotten it yet because I hadn't yet turned 30. It's amazing. No, no, no. I wasn't shitting on Botox, period. I was shitting on getting it before you're 30. You told me all some friends that had Botox looked really old. I remember. Oh, my God. Are you sure we weren't talking about filler? No, we were definitely not at Botox. Really? Yeah, I okay. think you were once a Botox hater. Are you I in was the community once a Botox now? Hater. You know what? Let's normalize changing our minds. I like that. Because I love Botox. In fact, I miss it every moment that I'm I pregnant. need it so badly. I like crave the needle in my forehead. No, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I still maintain my hate for filler, which I also say could change. Like, who knows? Yeah, it's but, a tough one. I haven't made the filler call yet. Mm-hmm. I see the value. Yeah. But I'm just not there. I see the value. I For your face, I don't see the value. Like small upper lip, like... Oh, no, don't do the lip. The lip, I'll, I'll, I'll change what I said before at the wedding. The lip ages you. The Botox mm-hmm. freezes Amazing. you. Amazing. Freezes yeah. you at your age. The never lip say ages. never. That's never my biggest never. parenting lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I learned a lesson today. I can't believe I was a Botox hater. You were a Botox hater. I never say never is my lesson as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe that. God, who was I? Who was I? I don't know. I don't know. I think that was also pre-sobriety. Thank God that I'm a different I... person now. I don't know. Maybe not. See, like I never... Kn- this is how much I didn't know you. Like I, right. I didn't even know if you were like, what were your substances? I remember we, we maybe smoked weed together. Weed. Once. It was uh, so much. I weed. love weed. Yeah. Weed wasn't good for me. Not good for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it was just excessive. I'm so happy that you realize that about yourself. It's so interesting because I have such a 
creative experience with weed like Mm -hmm. it turns me almost into a better person that's so great that's probably because of the volume that you use it yeah which is great if you can use something and it helps you and has no negative side effects then that's amazing yeah truly i hope you find that well life it wouldn't be in not in a substance but in something else yeah (laughs) no it definitely made me creative at some at some points in my life for sure yeah for sure but just, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it was a, it was a slippery slope. I think I just I, I enjoyed it too much, mm. too much creativity, too much can go too far. Everything in moderation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But backing up a little bit. Yes. Lily, how old are you and where are you from? Even though I know these things, but I'm, for our listeners, I'm 32. I'm from Manhattan. What was the third part of the question? That was it. Oh. And then what is your favorite romantic gesture? Like, what's my love language? Sure. Or the way that I interpret this question is like, what when someone does, do you really like? So it doesn't have to be your love language. It could just be like when he brings me coffee, you know. I'm in like acts of service girl. So like come home, house is clean, like things are tidy to my standards and mm-hmm. like a date night is planned. Mm-hmm. I like that. And like childcare is taken care of. Mm. And what is your current relationship status? I'm married to an amazing man named Samson. And we live in Brooklyn with our two-year-old. And you guys, I remember, had an interesting story. I want to say that you met on Tinder. We met on Tinder, which Beta is... Beta Tinder. Like, yeah, like Tinder Early before days. it really opened yep, up. I was a senior in college. I went to school in D.C. The app glitched and registered my now husband as being in D.C. He wasn't. So we matched coincidentally. And we have a lot of weird overlaps. Like we went to the same college. We're both from the city. And we moved in together six months after we met. It's really cute. But so he went to the same college, but he's older. He's two years older. Okay. So he was back in New York uh-huh. and I was still in D.C. That's really cute. So And you guys moved in after six months and then you got a dog. You didn't get married right away. No, we got a dog. Mm-hmm. And which we can talk about because it comes back into my biggest motherhood lesson of Mm. never, never say never. Mm. We moved in together, got a dog. We got engaged. Like it took a while to get engaged. We were so young and like just getting to know each other, got engaged in Big Sur and then married in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I had a really interesting conversation yesterday with Mm. a friend of mine who's a mom as well. She's a mom of two. And we had a really interesting conversation. You might have seen it. I posted it on like my silly little baby, Remind we met me. a baby Instagram. And the conversation was that no woman gets out unscathed when it comes to having a child or even not having child. Okay, hear me out. Either like they get like, I don't want to say fucked, but like they get they get one of these issues, right? Either one trying to conceive fertility to the actual pregnancy itself mm. and like, you know, nausea or pain, mm. whatever it is. Right. Number three, labor and delivery, like some sort of issue there or just like trauma. You're having a doula. I do. Good. Yeah, I have a doula. And four or four, because you could have them all right. Postpartum depression or anxiety or just some sort of postpartum disaster, let's say. Right or whatever. Do you agree that 
like no one kind of gets out unscathed. Like you could have no problem with trying to conceive, but then you might have a hard pregnancy and then you could have no problem with a pregnancy, but then you might have a, you know, traumatic C-section. Like it's just, it's hard to get out completely unscathed. And, and then in like, on the other hand, if you decide to have no kids, like you still might experience, you know, something. I can't speak for the no kids, but what I can speak for is the hindsight. So I went through pregnancy. I was nauseous the whole way through. By the end of my pregnancy, I couldn't like walk. My foot hurt so badly. I got rocked by postpartum depression, which we can talk about. I'm very open about it. During a time where like a really big traumatic thing in my life happened, which comes back actually to the never say never, which my our dog at the time attacked my seven month old in the face. So like lots of things were going on in that time. And like, yeah, of course, I wish my kid didn't get bit by our dog. But like the hindsight of where all of that brought me and like the clarity and the perspective. Now I feel like allows me to show up as a better mom. And so I see it as like strength. And so yeah, like, I'm sure we can call it unscathed, but in some ways it's like your journey and it's special. Like, yeah. Do men have it easier? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like I'm not saying that to say like, don't have a kid or Mm. don't do this. It makes you stronger. I think I'm more saying it to unite women as like, don't be jealous that Susie, you know, got pregnant on her wedding night and is having an amazing pregnancy. Mm. You have no idea what Susie's going to experience down the line. It's not a competition of like who has the easiest time in all four of these moments, right? Yes. It's like if you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And like you're, once you get pregnant and or you are expecting however you're expecting, you get brought into this club. And Mm -hmm. it should be, I experience support from other women in that regard. I hope that's what you find in your mom friends. But yeah, the strength is what I'm trying to bring together for this brand. Yeah. And I and I love that. And I felt like even, you know, I, I think I only joined this WhatsApp group recently, which at the moment that we're speaking is is called Village. Yeah. I only joined once I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. but I do feel and I had a friend who has kids validate this in me that the moment I started to conceive was when I really like started to be feel in that kind of community. Yep. Like the moment I started trying, really trying to like have a baby is when you needed support. You needed support. And also like being pregnant myself now, like if I if I have a friend who's trying to conceive, like I I feel closer to them. Just because like that, that is like, you know, they say like the fourth trimester is postpartum. Like, I feel like there's like negative the, one. the negative one yeah. trimester, which is trying to get pregnant yeah. or like that journey. Yeah, really. I 100 percent agree with you. And I know your experience getting here was difficult. My reality is that that just wasn't the case for me. So our son was like a complete surprise not complete I mean I had my IUD out but like we weren't trying like Mm -hmm. and I feel a little left out of that negative one club because like I actually it's embarrassing probably the amount that I know about like I don't know anything about like these ovulation sticks or like tracking and I feel like there are moms that definitely bond over that and I felt left out oh interesting that's a funny perspective because you never think 
that anyone would envy that in any way. Not I know. That, not that you really envy it, but just like would just feel FOMO from something so awful and shitty. Yeah, I guess maybe I, from the outside, have seen the power that moms in that stage bring, like what that evokes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so then you ended up becoming a mom. You had your adorable child. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Which is another, by the way, but I will give you credit that you started it. it, But now the trend. Yeah. But now everyone's Jackson. But you started it. So I call him Jackie. Okay. I don't know if I'm leaning into that yet. Mm -hmm. I love the name Jackson. It's very popular. But my husband, Samson's like Samson and Jackson. It wasn't as popular when you when you named him that. Like, you know, I started. That's that's totally. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Thank you. And you, you know, you alluded to a trauma with Mm -hmm. your dog Mm -hmm. who you had for Mm -hmm. years before your son came into the picture. What did you learn from that? You said you learned a lot. (sighs) So, yeah, we had our dog rider for eight years. He was our first born, the like center of mine and Samson's whole world. And he was always a little aggressive. We had fears. But one night when I wasn't home, Ryder went after Jackson and 40 lacerations to the face, like plastic surgery, horrible. And we were heartbroken. But my whole pregnancy, it was like really hard for me to like wrap my head around that like I could love anything more than Ryder. Like Ryder was my whole world. And so I was always like, oh, no, like I'm not going to be one of those moms like where she completely ignores her dog. Like, you know, obviously my kid will come first, but like I'll always love him. And I'll like I had trouble picturing loving something more. And then I had Jackson and it's like, well, never say never because definitely loved Jackson more. And we tried forever to rehome Ryder five long months of living like basically in a jail, keeping them separate. And we got so much judgment from family. And then ultimately after five months decided to put him down. Yeah. What can you tell like to people listening who might have dogs before they have kids? Like what advice can you give? Are there any signs? Like how do you know? Definitely now have the knowledge, I guess, in hindsight. And I became like an expert in a nightmare situation. And so because I was so public about this, I kind of have I've spoken to like 10 plus women over the last two years about this because you make a really valid point. I'm sure there are people listening to this who know exactly what I'm talking about because it is so common and that I didn't know. And so like if I ever get a dog again, like the dog is an animal, it's treated like an animal and that's how it goes. And what I mean by that is like, it's not cute when your dog is licking your baby's face and like cleaning up the food that is, that should never be happening. Like really animals should not be allowed on the furniture. Like there are certain boundaries I wish I put into play, but like, first of all, he was our baby. He slept in our bed. Like We were babies when we got him. So, yeah, it's not easy to hear those things because everyone wants to treat their animal well, but they're animals. And we learned we learned the hard way. Yeah. Would you say because I definitely want to get a dog Mm -hmm. with my family, Mm -hmm. you know, my future family. Mm -hmm. I've always said and like my parents did it this way that, you know, we'll get a dog when our kids start asking for a dog. 
And that's so that like, you know, they learn responsibility and things like that. Do you think that if you're considering having a child and having a dog mm-hmm. at some point, right? Which we will. That you should wait until like the kid is a little older. Like what's the best case scenario? I mean, it's hard to know, but. I think it's really a matter of, it comes down really to every dog is so different, but I do think there's a benefit of a child being there. I mean, listen, I'm not an expert, but a child being there and a dog coming into that scenario, then vice versa. So like, I don't know if age really makes a difference, although most common in like the parents I've spoken to about this, it's been around when the child starts to crawl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that because I feel like, and of course, like, I'm sure it's different with different breeds and different dog personalities and, you know, whatever dog zodiac signs. Is that a thing? Um, Perhaps. I need that. What was Ryder's sign, by the way? He was May 11th. That was like his given birthday. What's when's Jackson's birthday? August 30th. Okay. Interesting. Don't you need to know Samson's? I know Samson's. He's a Gemini. Oh. Yeah. I asked you at the wedding and I never forget the sign. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) it's insane. I know. It's a weird thing. But what was what was I saying? Oh, I don't know. Rider. Children, um, the age of the dog. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's different with, you know, based on the dog. But I, I always felt like dog, human, whoever's there first is going to be territorial. Like yeah. even with your first kid, when you have a second kid, if that's your journey, like uh, yeah. he's going to be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? I just think that if you think you have a reason to be worried, to address it and take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And everybody's situation is unique. I have gotten so many compliments on my skin during this pregnancy. It is insane. And I really thought it would go the total opposite way. But I have to say, Clarins has been a godsend for me. If you don't know about Clarins, obviously you've been living under a rock. It's an iconic French skincare brand. And I feel so grateful to be partnering with them and that they're supporting this podcast because their serums are unreal. If you haven't tried their double serum, it's two serums in one. It's an oil-based serum and a water-based serum. So they mimic the composition of your skin. It's made of 21 plant extracts, including turmeric, and it's a gentle plant-powered formula that's great for all skin types. So you don't have to worry if you're, you know, more on the oily side, more on the dry side, you can still use the double serum. I have to tell you the compliments that I've been getting after now, I think it's like a month of using it. People think that I'm getting Botox during my pregnancy because my skin has been really good. And I'm telling you, it's from this serum. They also have a double serum eye, which is another plant-based formula. So anyone can use it. It's an anti-aging eye treatment. And I I just got to say, like my eyes have never felt more moisturized. I feel like whenever I put on concealer on my under eyes before having or not having used a serum... Like they just, it starts to peel and look weird, but I'm telling you, this is it. And it's lightweight. It's a gel slash cream combo that makes my eyes look brighter, hydrated and smoother. So you can't tell that I haven't slept all night. You have to try double serum and double serum eye and see for yourself. Plus right now you can get 10% off 
plus a free welcome gift. Who doesn't love a welcome gift? When you place your order on clarins.com, use code ACME2023 at checkout for 10% off and a free seven piece gift of skincare products. That's ACME23 to get your welcome offer only at clarins.com. If you're a longtime listener, you know that AG1 is my jam. I am not good at getting in my vegetables. And of course, in an ideal world, I would get in my vegetables and drink my AG1. But when I can't do the vegetable thing, AG1 is my go-to. It is so much better than a multivitamin. Every scoop includes prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin C, like everything that is on the list of things that you should be getting into your body, especially when you're pregnant, is are things that AG1 has in literally one scoop. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, which, wow, that's like 13 years ago, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. Every morning, it is my routine. It's just what it is. And once something's in your routine and it's good, it sticks. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Acme. That's drinkag1.com slash Acme. Check it out. So I imagine going through this when you're seven months postpartum. So depressed. Like if you weren't depressed by then, I imagine this made you extremely depressed. Yeah. So it's actually interesting because I was so depressed. Immediately postpartum. Like I think even before I had Jackson, if I'm being completely Mm -hmm. honest, my last business was so hands-on. I was way too involved. I like, like I couldn't rely on my staff. It was not a good time in my life with that company. And I had Jackson at a C-section and I was like back at work two weeks later. And I think like the whole thing just like sent me into a dark spiral, like Mm -hmm. not suicidal, but like I remember like definitely not suicidal, but I remember driving and being like, oh, if that car like hit me and like I died, it like wouldn't be the worst thing. Like I didn't want to drive off the road, but it was like dark, like really dark. Mm. And Zoloft saved me, I think. Yeah, that's incredible. Is there anything like looking back that you could have done to like avoid feeling that way or like it can be inevitable. I think like the people around you need to be aware and like you need to be self aware ish if you can Mm -hmm. and be able to acknowledge what doesn't feel normal. But sometimes people don't see it. Was there a history of postpartum in your family? No. Mm -hmm. But you asked me this in regards to the trauma and rider. And I think that I was just starting to feel like myself again. And in a really unique way, it like brought me and Samson together. And like we were able to really 
find our way back to each other because we got a lot of family judgment, but we were so on the same page that I don't know. I'm trying to find the silver linings in everything these days. And like, maybe that's it. No, that's amazing. Like anytime there's some sort of conflict, especially with your family, Mm -hmm. where you and your partner are so on the same page, it's such an amazing, just like I made the right choice. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I chose you. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like you're the one for me. Like you get it. Like speaking of, yeah, I've known Steven. Oh, right. For since I'm seven years old. Steven and Lily went to camp there, which is hilarious. Hilarious. And he has a sister. He has a sister. And I remember from camp, she has a nut allergy. She has a very serious nut allergy. That's like, I know Steven Green. What was her name? Dana. Dana Green. She's a doctor. Dana Green's a doctor now. She's a doctor. Tell her I say hi. I will. She's amazing. But like, it's it's funny because we were like at a family dinner, you know, a few weeks ago and like something was brought up at the family dinner and like Stephen and I like immediately like kind of locked eyes and like knew we were on the same page mm-hmm. about something. And it was just, it was nice, like yeah. those feelings. And so yeah. I'm curious, like obviously, you know, that brought you and Samson closer together in terms of your bond, but I imagine you had no sex drive after losing Ryder. But, but no, you never that's know. interesting. Tell us. After losing Ryder, I don't know. I mean, like, let's step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do think, and I want to apologize to my husband, and I'm a liability on a podcast, so <laughs> we'll see what happens here. Lily's a Scorpio, by the way, for anyone curious. Like, And my birthday's 11-11. Oh, it's, it's uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, you have the same birthday as... A lot of people that I that I really love, Leonardo DiCaprio, it's including Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I all oh, that's like and my 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 one of my favorite women in in the world, who's such a fucking boss. Ooh, who is? Yeah, it? her name's Robin. Great. I'll tell you about her later. I want to know about her. Is she in the WhatsApp? <laughs> she's not. She's she's like a mom. She's like in. Her, she's just no, I'm turning joking, fifty. Remember. Yeah, no, I'm talking about. Oh, it. hilarious! Hilarious. <laughs> we were backing up to like oh, you had a baby drive. sex. Mm-hmm. Let's back up real far, right? How about sex during your pregnancy? Sex during my pregnancy was a thing during the golden trimester, which is the second trimester. Mm -hmm. Come the third trimester, I was like, don't come near me. Mm -hmm. First of all, I like screenshot some photos to show you. I was like, what? I like went back to be like, what was those first six weeks like? My boobs, first of all, were... Wait, wait, now we're talking about the fourth trimester. Yeah, I mean, sex during pregnancy was kind of normal. What what detail do you want there? No, no, no. Did it hurt? Did you have to change positions? Being on top was out of the picture for me. Oh, interesting. That's the only picture for me, really. (sighs) I I feel like you had bigger boobs once. Are you kidding? Are they huge? They're huge. They've always been huge. I'm very good at hiding them. Yeah, you're very good at hiding them. I feel like we have very similar I sizes. never wear padded. Ever. Before pregnancy, I was a D, like could be a C. And now I'm like a Z. Yeah. Okay. So my, bo- like, oh God. I never wanted to have my boobs right there. Like they were so heavy. Yeah. I will say like, I feel like my boobs are perkier in pregnancy because they're so like plump they're gonna get so perky there's like a good breastfeeding boob like if you go that route (laughs) like not the beginning the Mm -hmm. beginning have you seen like our size boobs engorged before i i feel like i'm looking at them every day not like nobody talk about things you're not warned for yeah you weren't you are not warned for if you have 
a successful breastfeeding journey, which I hope you did, which is what I had, your boobs are going to be literal rocks. Like, oh God. Horrible. Ay. Nobody talks about it. Ay. Ay. Okay. So, so you have the baby. Okay. So let's You get up. cleared for sex. You have the baby. I had a C-section. Right. So Six weeks later, I get cleared for sex. It's hilarious. But technically, right? And tell me if I'm wrong. If you have a C-section, yes. because it's not vaginal. Yes. You can probably have sex right away. I mean, like you're ha- you had surgery. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me clarify. Like you had surgery, mm-hmm. right? But if we're talking technicalities. I think there are a lot of paths to C-sections and mm-hmm. I am only familiar with my own, which was I also pushed for three hours. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. So I don't know what a straight c like if we were to mm-hmm. go just that route. Sex. I mean, you don't see your doc. I, I didn't even see my doctor for the first time until six weeks. And I had major surgery, right. which is a whole other subject, which is why I'm so glad you're having a doula because I didn't and I didn't have anyone advocating for me. Right. And it was hard. Mm. The one thing I've learned about fashion, because I'm trying to learn more, trying to get inspired by my fashion friends, is that a nice pair of cowboy boots never goes out of style. I personally love a black cowboy boot, but a brown is, you know, classic. I just got the Tacovas. It's called the, the Sadie in Midnight Relic, which is like a black. But any of the Tacovas boots are incredible because they are so well made. They are just like the go-to cowboy boot if you haven't gotten into the cowboy boot game or if you're a collector, which I feel like I'm becoming a little bit of a collector. They're also the perfect gift to get for someone because they don't go out of style. They've got boots for men, women, and they're all handcrafted from top-notch hides in a variety of timeless and fashion-forward styles. So you can get really nice boots that you could wear with a beautiful silk dress, a wedding. You could get more relaxed boots that you can wear every day, like a booty type of boot. Tacovas has everything that you could ever want. And they have an amazing staff that can guide you to the perfect pair if you're undecided. Plus it's football season and you can wear them to a game with a jersey. And like, that's such a vibe. That is, it's giving Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey, which I know I keep bringing her up, but I just can't stop. If there's a Tacova store in your neck of the woods, swing by for some Western hospitality, a cold one, a boot shine, gift wrapping supplies on the house, which is pretty incredible. And you can even get your custom leather stamped or branded. Plus their expert staff is ready to guide you to that perfect pair. So if you're stumped, grab a gift card because they fit everyone. Start off gifting season on the right foot at tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Don't go gently, y'all. Sex after was horrible. And like six weeks after, that is not what you want to be doing. Not at all. Like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I think I even like told my husband I wasn't cleared, like jokingly. And then I like, I'm not going to like, and then he knew I was joking. But like, it was really painful. It's like. And you did it because like he wanted to do it and you were being like, trying to be nice. Like, first of all, I think that, and I feel like you may feel like this too, but, or I hope you feel like this. Like, I think my husband as a dad is hot. Like Mm -hmm. I, there's nothing more attractive to me than my husband with our son. And so I wanted to show appreciation for that. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, like his ro- his world got rocked too. I mean, minimally compared to mine. Right. And like zero sympathy <laughs> zero. for his journey mm-hmm. here. But like he did have a journey here. Right, and like, right. I wanted to honor it. Mm-hmm. But it is real bad. Hurts. It's like a virgin. And like the problem is I don't even remember losing my virginity. So this was like losing my virginity. Right. But I, I just, I wonder like, I'm assuming you spoke about this with your friends who had a vaginal birth. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, and you like lube is the name of the game. But do you think that as horrible as it is, it's more horrible for them? Oh, than me? Yeah. That's interesting. Saying? Yeah. I it all depends. Cause what if you tore? What if you didn't? Like right. some of those questions, some of those women writing in on right. the Instagram were saying that like it didn't hurt because they didn't rip. Who knows if that's the case? Mm-hmm. My experience was it was very dry. It was very painful. And like lube saved us. Interesting. And previously, had you ever used lube? Yeah. Okay. Is that not a thing? No, no, no. It, it definitely I mean, be. I didn't need lube, but like uh-huh. there were times I experimented with lube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like a dabble. Yeah. No, I honestly, like as weird as it sounds, like would be would be looking forward to like something dry because I've always been in like the WAP WAP. range. Yeah, Yeah. you've always said that. (laughs) I've known that about you since you're like 15. Is that so? I don't know. Were you slutty in high school? Not at all. Like couldn't have been less slutty. I could have, I, if you had to ask me if I thought you were slutty or not, I would have said 100% slutty. I mean, I'll I'll take it. I had a boyfriend all of high school. Who was your boyfriend? You'll tell me later? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we could have been going on double dates. Yeah. I don't know if he would vibe with yours. Oh, I was like married, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I was really married too. But I'm I'm curious, like from my mouth to your ears about WAP or something else? No, your mouth. Okay. I feel like I've you've told me that like multiple <laughs> That's times. That's so funny. You're like, we barely know each other, but uh, you told me <laughs> I I, that you were WAP. It's really like your party fact. Honestly, it's I swear it's not, but I guess it is. Who knows? I, I think you know what I think it is. Like I always was open with other women about like like a discharge moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I always wanted to normalize that stuff. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. No, no, no. It, it doesn't bother me, no, but, but like I, that's no, how you that's like probably how my co- WAP stuff came up cuz I was like, oh, it's like discharge again. <laughs> great yeah <laughs> yeah so i hope you have that natural I, I lube hope, yeah no but i hope like but not i hope to be dry but like it'd be nice drier to, is it yeah i mean i feel it, a little yeah, drier it must be inconvenient to be that wet <laughs> <laughs> like do you do a lot of laundry i do i really do <sighs> it's yeah. really annoying but enough about my wop Let's talk about, we talked a little bit about sex. I will say, I think, I don't know if you're like a vibrator in the bedroom person. Mm. That was helpful in the fourth trimester. I feel like that would hurt more than a real penis. It was helpful. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Okay. This question was really interesting. Mm. Someone said, did anything get better sex slash marriage wise post kids? Because it feels like we only hear about the negative. Hmm. <laughs> Be honest. I'm trying to think about it. I mean, if you're breastfeeding and you have a lot of milk, your tits literally spray milk. So if you think that's attractive, then maybe that gets better. It is horrible. But also that we could talk you could talk to marriage as well. Oh, not marriage. just not oh. just sex. 
I'm trying to tell myself this as I hire for this business. And when I think about my life at home, that like good relationships should just be easy. And we definitely have been rocked by parenting. But at the same time, it's also, I think, because of Ryder, like we've had a responsibility like that wasn't new to us. But we are so on the same page when it comes to how we want to raise Jackson. And like the only thing I care about are just like that he's Jackson turns out kind and like he's a good person and he has strong values. And like we're so aligned on that that, yeah, of course, we're like bickering but our north star is so clear and that helps us so i hope that you're able to find that same page with steven because it's a nice place to be with dad but do you feel like yeah no go ahead are you having a boy yeah boys are the best but do you feel like you sometimes find yourself just talking about your kid like how do you not just do that start a business (laughs) yeah but he's not involved in your business no but we're talking a lot about our business Mm -hmm. my business our business, I guess. We talk a lot about Jackson, but that brings a lot of joy. We talk a lot about my business. We talk, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck did we used to talk about? Right. Like literally, sometimes I try to picture my life. I lived in the same apartment. We didn't have Jackson. I had a dog. What did we do? Well, so, so I guess I'll tell you what we're talking tell about me. right now. Yeah. And maybe it'll bring you yeah. back. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know our jobs, our careers. We're talking about our families, our friends, our like We're doing a life lot of goals, that. you know, like yep. our living situations, like what we like want decorating. to change or keep or if we want to yep. move or not. Like we're talking about our days. What are you doing together? We're having dinner, going we're out, going out yeah. with friends. We like, you know, obviously not now, but before we're going on trips, yeah, and things like that. Um, so I guess like we're doing all of those things too. I just think, yeah, we a lot of it is Jackson. Well, I think that's really normal. Yeah, how could it not be? You like are creating how, this I'm, thing I'm, together. My parents to this day talk about me, probably. 40% of the things that they talk about yeah, is but, me, 40% is my sister, and then like the 20% is everything else I just said, right? Maybe to look at it then, I see a lot of different relationships. Like I have a ton of mom friends. It's been kind of like eye-opening to be an outsider looking in on other people's relationships. And I don't mean like judging them, but there are obvious things. Like there are certain dads that definitely don't want to talk about their kids as as much as Samson Mm. wants to talk about Jackson. There are certain dads that aren't around as much. There are certain moms that aren't. Like it's just really interesting to see all different dynamics. How do you figure out what you want to be, especially as like an entrepreneur? What type of mom I want to be? Yeah. Like, you know, your mom worked Mm -hmm. when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. My mom didn't. Mm -hmm. And so like, how did that affect how you wanted to show up as a mom? I'm trying to figure out how I want to show up to me. Mm -hmm. And like part of that is being really intentional, intentional with my time intentional about how I talk to my kid, letting him know that like, if I'm taking time away from him, it's because I'm doing something for me. And that's equally as important. And I hope this company turns into something that he can be proud of. But more importantly, I hope it turns into something I can be proud of. So like, 
he understands everything. I'm just like talking to him. Mm-hmm. So how who I want to be is intentional mm-hmm. and how I want to do it. Like right now, I'm really enjoying working. I feel like I was like meant to do this. Do you feel like your experience with C-section and all that stuff kind of scarred you in a way that you're like not rushing to have another child or like what, you know, are those conversations that come up or you figured them out already? It's interesting because somebody asked me like, I think yesterday, do you think men ever think about timing when it comes to when they should have a kid? Like when it comes to work? Oh, when it comes to work? No. Yeah. So this question is interesting, especially since I've been more of a public facing mom these days, because I'm getting asked all the time when I'm having my second kid and work. Sadly, I mean, I'm a founder, so I'm sure there are guy founders that maybe have to think about this. But like work is a huge consideration for me when it comes to time. Like I have a second kid right now. It's a business. It's a baby. And like it would be really hard for me to be in pain or like nauseous right now. Like I'm in heads down mode. I forget the question. <laughs> Where was I going? I, it was really just like about a second kid. Like if your oh, mind is made C-section. up and like if. Yeah. So I definitely want a second kid. I don't know when it is going to be. I don't think there's a right time. Like you just make it work. And some days are for momming really hard and some days are for working really hard. And like you'll figure the whole thing out the C-section is appealing to me again. Interesting. Because I had a really bad labor and delivery experience. Mm -hmm. I barely saw a doctor. I had one nurse. My mom and Samson literally had, oh, and by the way, I had my mom in the room. I know that's like relatively controversial. Happy Mm -hmm. to talk about that. I would have my mom in the room if I didn't have a doula. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't know your mom at all, but I feel like from the outside, your relationship looks really nice. Yeah, she's, I mean, she would be great vibes in the room. Like she would know when to shut the fuck up and when to like come hold my hand. My mom, I literally could not have pushed without Samson and my mom physically like lifting me. My experience was horrible and it was during a nurse's strike. And I think I was like the doctor's like eighth C-section of the night. I was so fucked up on meds, which is why the doula, I think, is really, really a good idea. Mm -hmm. I would have a doula next time. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had asked if you're already resentful towards your significant other, like they're not even your husband, about like Mm -hmm. dishes and cleaning when you live together. Should you avoid having kids with them? This is a really hard question. I still have those issues with my partner. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a reason not to have kids with a person. Mm -hmm. Like we have a reel that is performing very well right now. And it is clear that the content that is relatable are women carrying more of a load than their male partners. Mm -hmm. Like my husband would be the first to admit it. Women, women take on a lot. The mental load is, is real. Yeah. And so I don't, I I think, can I say that's a man thing? Like, is that allowed to be yeah, said? Yeah, obviously. The Just, resentment mm-hmm. and the like lack of men need to somehow figure out. 
appreciation I, I for this. I agree. I think resentment you can move past, but like contempt and just like thinking you're better than your partner is a different is a different yeah, beast. That just sounds like a shitty person. That person you shouldn't have kids with. Right. If yeah, I mean, if you think if you're like he's not doing the dishes because he's a lazy piece of shit who like does nothing for our relationship, that's a little deeper than like he, again he didn't do the dishes. Like when's he gonna learn? Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel validated at home? Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, go ahead. I want to hear more. No, I just like, you know, it's the beginning of my pregnancy was hard in terms of physical support from Steven because he had back surgery, like in my, at the end of my first trimester. Mm. And, and it was really hard. Yeah. And you had to get like attention. Yeah. And it was all about him. And like, literally like my mother-in-law and like, my grandmother-in-law would call me and be like, how's he doing? And I'm like, what about me? You know, and Mm -hmm. they're going to listen to this and I I hope they don't feel bad because I'm just really, I'm, I'm joking, but like, yeah, I get it. Like, what? but like, you know, (laughs) it was, it was like the Steven show and like still people are asking about his back surgery. And, and by the way, like, you know, Steven, I don't know how, if you remember Steven, but like, that's the last thing he would want is like for it to be about him. Yeah. He's he's not that vibe attention doesn't seem not an attention whore doesn't he not have social media he doesn't have social media like he literally he if it were up to him no one would know he had back surgery and unfortunately you know he did and so that was really annoying and I continuously expressed my resentments and and feelings and annoyances and he validated them every time he was like you're right. Like it shouldn't be about me. Like, you know, like, and like, I'm going to give you the kind of massage that I can give you having just had back surgery, as opposed to the kind of massage that you really want. <laughs> like, which is like me uh-huh. walking on your back. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's, I'm so happy to hear that. Do you feel and validated at home? So I think let's, I want to talk a little broader, like my experience I'm happy to get into, but what I'm learning from mothers in general is that they don't feel seen and they don't feel seen at home and they don't feel seen at work and they feel seen only with their mom friends. Mm. And that is what I'm trying to figure out when it comes to this business. Now, hear me out on where I'm going with this, but Samson has always loved fantasy football. And I feel like, were you a sporty girl? I played sports in high school. I'm like sporty. I don't know, like, all girls can be sporty. Mm-hmm. I was a sporty girl. I played sports in high school, but I never cared about sports teams. I like both. I like mm-hmm. I like tracking a team. I mean, I'm not obsessed, but like I've always been envious of Samson's fantasy football. Like I think the camaraderie is fun. The game is fun. Like the drafting is fun. And so I'm mean, like, I've always been thinking about that concept. And then when I became a mom, shopping, researching, recommending products to my mom friends became my fantasy football. And something I'm trying to do in the WhatsApp and something I'm trying to definitely do for this business is how can we make moms feel validated? And what are fantasy, like the equivalent of fantasy football points for moms? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm working on now. It's very cool. Big undertaking. I love it. On that note, we are coming up to our mark. So I want to ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay. These are just fun, you know, that we do these poll questions on We Met at Acme's Instagram. So I'm going to ask you a few. Okay. If you get to the restaurant before your date, do you wait outside or get the table and text them where you're sitting? Get the table and text them where you're sitting. Is chili meant to be eaten with chips or with a spoon? Both. Okay. 
and some cheese and sour cream. Would you rather stay in a job you hate, but you have stability, money and benefits or take a new job, risky, pay cut, but you love the people around you? I mean, if that person, the latter person is looking for a job, call me. (laughs) When did you and Samson say I love you? Oh, right away. Oh, yeah. Your babies. Yeah. If you move in with your boyfriend to their place, are you overreacting if you ask him to get a new mattress? Absolutely not. Mm. You? Um, I, I, would mean, ne- I would never do that. Like, I would just never move into someone's place. That, but if I did, yeah, yeah, we'd get a new one together. Yeah, that I, I don't want to move into someone else's place. I don't know if I'd make them get a new mattress if like it was an amazing mattress. Yeah, it depends like- on the mattress. It depends. Do you share your social media with your colleagues? I guess Sydney's filming this whole thing and has literally. access to my whole life, including my bank account. Literally. Um, Do you have someone who does your content? You're looking at her. Jesus. It yeah. is so much work. It's a lot of work. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that we can take away? I guess let's go with the theme and just if you're thinking about parent becoming a parent, going through the journey now, try to never say never and be intentional with whatever style parenting you want to do. I love it. Where can everybody find you, follow you, join your communities? Join our community at Baby Rex, Baby R-E-C-S. And soon we'll be making a lot of announcements, including our brand name and our whole business. Awesome. Love it. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.